Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Kayla. How's your Sunday going? Hey, Harrison. It is going super well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Nice recovery day. Same for you, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) After a big day yesterday. Let's hear all about it. Oh my gosh. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. So do you want to start with that or just quickly run through the week and then talk about the five miler? Yeah, let's do that. So start with Monday. Um, Yeah. So the week was overall really good. I thought Monday I, um, I ran in the evening, um, I know we had talked about how where I am right now, there's not a lot of good places to run just like right next to where I live. So I ended up driving down to my brother's neighborhood and running around his neighborhood, um, which was perfect. And that two mile run was good. Tuesday, my strength training felt good. Um, I just stayed at home with my things I have because there is a gym I can go to here um, with my gym pass, but it's kind of far away because my parents live in the country. So I just didn't feel like driving down there um, in the evening. So I just did that in the evening at home. And then Wednesday I cycled um, for 30 minutes. It was great. Thursday, the same thing in the evening. I went to my brother's neighborhood and ran my two miles. Um, And both of those days were just over, like a 13 mile pace. Um, but they felt pretty good. It's, it's remarkable how humid it still is in the evening Yeah, <laughs> like here. Um, so it felt really hot, even though the temperature was like not crazy hot, but it was really humid, but those mm-hmm. both felt really good. And then Friday I cycled again. Um, and Saturday I, so as you know, it was my five mile run and I was nervous, but excited. Like we talked about this last week. And how, like, I was feeling good and excited that I would do it. And um, I decided to run early in the morning uh, for two reasons. One, I asked my husband to go with me just because I thought that would make things go a little better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, also, I was trying to beat the humidity because um, in the evenings, it's just still so humid. And so yeah. I wanted to try to beat that as much as possible. And it was actually really great (laughs) um yeah it was a great experience actually so we went down um 
to a trail. There's a ton of amazing trails in this area, like in around the Bentonville um, and Rogers area here. And so we went down to a really pretty trail in Bentonville. And um, this trail runs from one city, like up by Missouri. Um, I'm in Arkansas for people who haven't been listening. And then it runs like 40 miles south basically like through all these different areas so we just ran on one little part of it um and it was so much easier running with someone else yeah i was kind of mind blown (laughs) at how much easier it felt um we like woke up i think we finally got we left the house about 5 15 so we like we woke up early yeah um and that made like the temperature felt great like it was when we were first starting it was just starting to lighten up um and there weren't like a ton of people on the trails yet that trail gets pretty busy Uh um and um by the time we got to one mile i was just like surprised at how I was surprised that we'd gone a mile, honestly, because it had felt so easy. Um, I will note that the trail, that one part of the trail that we chose, you know, out of the whole trail, there was some construction on it. So that we took a detour through this, like off the trail through a neighborhood that I didn't know was going to be there. So the first mile, like um, that second half of the first mile was all downhill. So that probably had something to do with it. <laughs> it sure, was like, sure. oh, this is like a really easy mile. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it still felt really good. And I had told my husband that he asked if I he wanted me to pay if he if I wanted him to pace me. I said, like, I'm not trying to go super fast because it's I've never gone this far. But um I wanted to keep it like 1320 or below or something. Mm-hmm. And we did the um, first mile, le- it was less than 13 minutes. Like it was, I want to say 1245 or something like yeah. that. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt great. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like, this might be pretty good actually. Um, and so, yeah, we just kept going and we each had an earbuds. We were listening to the same music and just chit chatting every once in a while. We weren't like talking a lot. Um, and it just went really good. I, I didn't really feel like I needed to walk, um, at two and a half miles, we turned around and, um, I was still feeling good. Um, I did start getting tired somewhere in the nearing four mile range, but I wasn't feeling like, Oh, I'm so tired. I can't believe I still have another mile to go. I felt, I felt good in that way the whole time it just around that time i was like okay yeah like this is a long run but i still feel good if that makes sense yeah so um, you, you didn't have to walk oh, at ahead. all you just you just kind of powered through the whole five miles straight up until the very end so like i said that first mile was like all downhill yeah. <laughs> because of the detour so by the time we got to that that spot coming back I mean, and this wasn't like a slight downhill. This was like a pretty significant downhill. It's just yeah. bad luck that like they had closed that section of the um, trail at this time. So I did have to walk two times on the hill. So I would, there were like cones. And so I'm like, okay, Garrett, I'm running to this cone. So we'd run there and then I would like 
walk. I don't even know how long it was, but it was like a short distance. Then I would run again and then walk. And by the time I did that twice, we were at the top of the hill. So nice. then I ran the, then, and that was like, that was a half mile distance that was like uphill. And then, um, I ran that last half mile, yeah. but even then my pace ended up being, um, average of 1310 and my first four miles was faster than my four miles for my long run a couple weeks ago um yeah and I and the whole time like even afterward I was really tired at the end like I'm not gonna lie I was tired but I still felt so good about it and I was kind of astounded <laughs> i shouldn't be because we worked like i worked hard and you've like set up a good program for me but i was still kind of astounded that i had done it um because that it's like such a big deal for yeah. me well, it, it really um, is i mean if you if you do the math you've done now i mean you did my nine miles last week which if you look back i mean that's that's great progress over the course of six weeks you know you've you've come a long way and um we're going to keep climbing from here and it's not going to get any easier as far as distance and, and volume of miles. But did you feel, are you starting to feel as you're doing these longer miles that now it's starting to make sense how people can run a half or a marathon straight through? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, well, and I told my husband as we were running on this run, and I don't know if it's because, um, I was running with someone else or I'm not sure what it was exactly, but I never got to the point where I never felt like I got to the point where like, I was just kind of on that automatic thing that I had talked about before. Yeah. Um, but it still felt like totally doable. And I, I did feel like I kind of got in the zone, even though I never felt that same autopilot, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and afterward, like today, I was we were driving with my husband, and we were just talking about running, and we were, you know, talking about our run yesterday. And I'm like, he asked me, he said, "Do you want this to be like your only half marathon, or do you want to, you know, this to be something you do?" I'm like, "No, I want this to be something I, I do." And I told him, like, I never thought I would want to run a marathon, and um, I'm like, but now I think I want someday to run a marathon, like, yeah. I, I can do that. And he's like, all that after five miles, huh? I'm like, yeah, I did five <laughs> miles. Like, that's pretty amazing. So yeah, I can totally get it. And um, and even like I said, like to some people, five miles doesn't seem like a big deal. But um, like you said, it is like big progress for me. And I'm proud of that. And I yeah. think that even people who do like you or other people who do run these marathons, like, I hope that you guys and other runners, like, I hope that you realize how amazing that is that you guys can do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's incredible. And there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And it's um, really rewarding to see your hard work paying off. Um, So yeah, I can totally get why people and how people can do that. Yeah, it's like you've started, it's like you've unlocked a new sort of belief in your mind that you know, you, you can actually, that this is a reality. And I think the way that that happens is when you experience for yourself that you're now able to achieve these longer distances, five miles is huge. And I remember the first time I ran five miles, I felt like I was on top of the world. And I think what's fun is for listeners to go to listen to last week's episode. And now this week, 
there's a whole different sound of your voice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're pretty defeated last week. And this week you feel, it sounds like you feel like you're on top of the world. And I think that's just to summarize running. I mean, that's, that's just how it goes, unfortunately, any sport really, but you're going to have those really bad weeks. And I think the key is just don't give up. I, I think too many people have a hard week and they say, you know what? Running's not for me. Um, I don't like it. I'm not good at it, etc. And really that's just not the case. It's, it's a matter of getting back up. And I, I think you, you pointed out, I I'm here to help you and not everybody has that. So I understand that, but just holding yourself accountable and, and staying out there. And I think that's the key. Yeah. And going along with that. Um, yeah. Like I, cause I remember last week and you told me this um, at, when we talked about it, but when I couldn't run the three miles <laughs> and in my mind, I really was like, Oh my gosh, like, will I actually be able to do this? Like, am I, yeah, like a small part of me is like, this is it. Like you can't do three miles. You can't do a half marathon. Like you're crazy. Um, and the whole, like the, the week as a whole was fine, but it, as a whole, it wasn't like that great. Um, but yeah, just like you said, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sure as I keep going, I'm going to have bad weeks again and bad runs. Like that's not going to be my only bad run. Um, but it is nice to see. I think also because I had such a hard time when I was first starting, like before we started talking, when I was first just running a mile, like I've said this before, I could barely run a mile. And, um, anytime you can look back and see progress that you've made, you can realize that you can make even more progress yes. because you've seen how far you've already come. hundred percent. That's a great point to make. And I think when you're running that first mile and it's really, really hard, you, your mind naturally thinks I can't do this 13 more t- or 12 more times, you know, like I could do the mm-hmm. one, but I can't do this 12 times, 13 times in a row. And it, it's, that's not the case. It gets your body acclimates. It gets easier with time. Every mile feels easier. It becomes normal. Um, I think one thing we need to give credit to is your um, getting up early and going out and beating the heat. I think that's such an important factor. So anyone listening who has not tried that and maybe, you know, that's another, I guess, approach that you can take. It's so important. I I try to do all my runs early in the morning. I try to get out of the sun. I I think some heat training is important because it'll help you for race day if you're going to be running in a place that's hot. Uh, or if it's a later later in the day, um, I, I don't I don't know if I've talked to you about this, Kayla, but I've done a podcast episode on it, and I ran the New York City Marathon recently. It was back in November, and so many people were passing out and struggling and dropping out of the race. And I think that's because it was a hot day, humid day, and the race starts so late. Like the pros start at, I think it's eight o'clock in the morning, and everybody else starts after that. I think I started at nine. Some people didn't even start the race till 11 o'clock. And you can imagine a 75, 80 degree day that's humid. You know, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So I say all that to say getting up early in the morning is super important. And um, or like if you if you have to go at night, you know, I guess you can't always control it. But knowing what you're facing out there with the weather is is realistic uh, or it's a real issue. It's a real threat, I guess I should say. And so if you know it's going to be 90 degrees and humid out there, don't don't go run, like save it. it. Go to the gym and run on the treadmill or go at night when it cools down or just wait until the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, because even um, – yeah, I know what you mean. That would be rough running just like in midday in the heat. 
I can't imagine doing that right now. Well, because running is still so challenging that I don't want to add an even more difficult challenge on top of that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a few elements at play, right? So heat or severe cold, I guess, altitude, um, you know, the, the, the terrain of the course. So is it, is it, uh, I think, you know, you talked about last time running on gravel, um, is it uphill, is it downhill? So all of these different things, you should know the course that you're going to be racing. So that way you can train for it. So, if you're, I would actually encourage you to go look at the race that you're going to be running and look at the, see if, see if anyone has laid out online or if the website of the, of the race has laid out, what does the elevation look like? You know, is it starting flat and then there's some hills and then it's some downhills, you know, get a feel for that. So that way, as we look at your training, we can, we can start to adjust and maybe we do specific workouts that have you doing hill repeats and um, we can talk about that at a later date. So um, we can save that for another time, but I think that's a worthwhile discussion. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think that I remember reading online that it's a relatively flat race, okay. um, which I'm grateful for because that hill that I, <laughs> I was feeling, I told my husband on that five mile, if the whole trail had been flat, I feel like I would have finished the five mile feeling like really amazing because yeah. I was feeling good by the time we got to the hill that hill took me out so maybe I I don't know if that means I do need to incorporate that for some like to get used to that thing just for general yeah. physicality but I didn't like it <laughs> yeah I mean I th I think as you start training um uh, maybe on some of your shorter runs we we start incorporating some hills uh so so yeah, let's table that and let's let's have that discussion as we as we go forward. Um, let's talk about time on your feet and something that is going to come up. And I've kind of pushed this off until now because now it's becoming, you know, a very real part of the conversation. And that is fuel and energy and how long are you going to be out there? Um, this past run, you sent me your splits and your time, and you were out there for about an hour and five minutes. So. Looking at that, adding one more mile this week to get you to six, you're going to be out there for now over that 75-minute mark, which is kind of the magic number according to um, a dietitian that we've spoken to in the past of when you want to start having fuel on the run because your body is starting to run out of um, glycogen stores. And I think, I think it's time we have this discussion. So uh, for anyone who hasn't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, her name is Kelsey Beckman. It's, it's an episode that we did. Oh shoot. At this point, it's probably been two years now, but she's a, a dietitian, but she's also a pro runner and she's, she's made the Olympic time trials. And so she's really good and she knows what she's doing. Um, her rule of thumb has always been, or I guess the rule of thumb we've always followed is take your weight and divide it by four. And that's the number of grams of carbs that you need per hour while you're running. And so I'll use me for an example because I don't want to ask your weight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I weigh like 190-ish pounds, and let's just round up to 200. So if you take my weight, and let's take 200 and divide it by four, so you get 25, or you get 50, right? And so 50 grams of carbs is what I need to be taking every hour that I'm running. And I think it's okay to overshoot this as well. So like if, if I wanted to go up to 60 65 like that's not going to be a bad thing because um it's only going to help 
protect me from hitting the wall. And I also did an episode about how to not hit the wall. So that that's really important to listen to as well. But in your case, you know, let, let's just say you were, you know, you were me, then you would say, all right, so I need 50 grams of carbs per hour while I'm running. So on this next run, I'm going to be out there for, you know, let's call it 75 minutes. So just, just basically just over an hour. So every 30 minutes, you're going to want to be taking in one gel, one one gel, and I'll talk about some brands here in a second, is usually about 25 grams of carbs. So uh, one brand is called Goo, G-U. The pros use a brand called Martin, M-A-U-R-T-N. Um, there's Honey Stinger, which is what I've always used. There's uh, uh, Cliff makes some, Gatorade makes some. I've tried some Gatorade ones. They They make me they send me straight to the bathroom. So, uh, honey stinger works really well for me. I like the chews, the chew packets. So they're kind of like little gumdrops. If you think of it that way, uh, versus the gels, which are like little packets of, it's hard to describe almost like honey. Um, and you just slurp them and they're just very sugary. They take a while to get used to, but the chews are like these little, almost like gummy bears or gumdrops. And there's like 10 or 15 in a, in a bag. And they usually have like 40 to 45 grams of carbs per bag. So I'll usually eat one of those per hour. Um, so I guess I'll stop there and see what questions you have. Because I've, I've kind of blurted out a lot about these goos. And I don't know how, how many questions you have about them. Uh, have you ever tried one before? No, I, I never have. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you would just you just put those... Like we have flip belts, you just put put that in your flip belt, you just pull it out and eat it while you run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so you'll you'll go get some. You can get them on a Target or you can get them on Amazon or you can get them anywhere. Just Google endurance gels or running gels or just gels. And um and find find a maybe buy like three or four different kinds and see what you like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it, 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 some are going to not sit well with your stomach. Others are going to be just fine. I always liked the idea of honey stinger because they're pretty natural. And um, my, I never had issues with them. Uh, and I also didn't hate the way that they tasted. So just try a couple of different ones. And this is going to be a trial and error experience here. Um, but yeah, you just carry it in your flip belt. Usually the top opens up like you rip off the top. And then you just suck them down. I'd recommend having water with it. So like have your have your gel ready, maybe take like a sip of it and then have your water bottle out and maybe wash it down a little bit. Um, I will tell you, for some people, it's very hard to get down. It's like taking a spoonful of sugar, <laughs> but not <laughs> not a sugary substance. It's like a it's like a I mean, honey is really the best way that I can describe it. Um, very, very, very sweet. And I don't know, for me at first, it made me want to gag. So it, but it's the most efficient way to get in unless you have like, uh, like I know when I do Ironmans, they have like special Gatorade water bottles with like that are very concentrated. So, and I know like if you watch the pro marathoners, if you watch like the Boston marathon or the Olympics, they actually have it all just in like a special water bottle, like a concentrated drink. But for the average runner, who's going to be on the course for two or three hours, like you can't be carrying around that many water bottles. So the gels are, they just make the most sense. Um, so yeah, I, and you, there are, there are real food options as well. So I personally have, have recently been going out with, uh, an uncrustable in my foot belt. So mm-hmm. I'll just take the ones that you buy at any grocery store, 
I'll freeze them and I'll put one in my flip belt and like, you know, 30 minutes into the run, I'll flip it out or I'll whip it out and I'll eat it. It's a little harder to get down than a gel just because it's like there's chewing involved and there's swallowing and there's peanut butter, which can get kind of thick. But my, I just do really well with those and I really like the taste. So, um, some people do like applesauce packets. Um, I mean, some people even do like pretzels or, or, candy like gummy bears so the key is you just really want to get in the carbs you want to get in that 25 grams of carbs or i guess the 50 grams of carbs in my case every hour okay yeah i um i had said my brother-in-law ran a half marathon and he used applesauce those pouches Mm -hmm. partly because he also has young kids and so they always have those on hand yeah (laughs) and um i had mentioned several weeks ago which actually that might've been the one that we had trouble um, with the recording. So it didn't, it wasn't in the recording, but my friend who I know who um, races and does things with the iron cowboy. Yeah. He, he uses Uncrustables. So I knew that some people did, but yeah, I, I'll probably play around with a few different things and have to get back to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Play around with it. I, as you were talking, I did a quick Google search on, how many grams of carbs are in these applesauce packets? And it's about 12. So you're going to get twice as many carbs by a tiny little goo versus one of these applesauce packets. So um, just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is I have to assume, and I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not very good at all this diet stuff, but I have to assume that there's a lot of fiber in yeah, I'm looking at the di- dietary facts here. So one one packet of uh, applesauce has three grams of fiber, which is 11% of your daily value. So if you were having three or four or five of those on the run, like you'd probably have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. So play around with things, but also be smart about it. Yeah, and actually that brings up something I, I totally forgot about. Um, I have heard, like I know... People have to go to the bathroom when they run. Yeah. I felt like I needed to go to the bathroom during my run, but I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And I, I ended up like not having to, you know, but um, do you, what do you, I mean, we can talk about this later, but I just would wonder what you do when you're on a run and yeah, you go I, to the bathroom. I So I'll say a little here and then I'll say just, just see wait for it to happen to yourself and and see what happens and 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 then we have more to talk about and you'll have more questions um but it happens to every runner and i think the key comes down to what you're eating so we talked about the fiber thing but also like if you're eating greasy junky foods like if you go have the night before out here in arizona we have a place called filiberto's for example mexican restaurant with like greasy mexican food it's great but it's you know very spicy very just greasy just garbage food and if you were to eat that the night before, like you're probably going to have to go to the bathroom on your, on your run. So you have to be smart about what you're eating, especially like as a race approaches, I try to make sure I'm, I'm not eating anything that's going to upset my stomach. Um, cause I've had that race where I've had to stop like two or three times while I'm, while I'm going. And there's sometimes you just can't avoid it. And, and so you just have to be in tune with your body. Uh, fortunately, a lot of races have porter potties every couple of miles. Um, if you're, if you have that urge and, and you're passing a porta potty, it's better safe than sorry. Like go in and just just like make sure, you know, because the last thing you want to do is you kind of have to, but you're holding off. And then now you've got to go 
two more miles until the next one pops up. So study the course, find out how many porta potties there are. They'll usually tell you on the websites. Um, and, and I don't know if yours will, but cause it's, a, it sounds like it's a, a more local race, but, um, you know, one thing that I've done is I carry in my flip belt, a Ziploc bag with, um, like, like baby wipes and they're just there as an insurance policy. <laughs> so <laughs> heaven forbid you do need to stop in a random tree or bush or whatever, like you're covered. Uh, I have had an instance and I don't want to get too detailed here, but I have had a situation where I've had to do that and thank goodness I had some wipes with me. So, um, I know it's kind of an awkward thing to talk about, but it is, it's realistic and your body's just like your digestive systems on overdrive when you're out there running. So it, it, my, so I told you carry the, the, the baby wipes, but my best recommendation before you go out for a run, first thing you do when you wake up, drink some water. If you're going to eat, eat like right when you wake up and then just go like sit on the toilet within the first, like, I don't know, just before you go out and just see if you have to go. Because most of the time when I do that, I'm able to take care of business right then. And then it doesn't come up on the run. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. I know that's yeah, just smart. Yeah, it's, it sounds common sense, but sometimes you just don't think about it. And you're, you're eager to get out on your run and then you're regretting it. So I also like to try to find running um, paths that have either restaurants or gas stations or uh, Porta Johns or whatever along the way. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Hope that's helpful. So we've talked about fuel and again, it's going to be trial and error. So what I'd love to do is next week when we talk, try to get some, I guess, just some feedback from you on how it went. So maybe this week, go buy a gel or two and, and give it a shot on your run. And uh, yeah, just let us know how it goes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So this next week, six miles is going to be your long run. And keep doing the two-mile runs on Monday and on Wednesday. Keep doing – or sorry, Thursday, I think it was. Um, yeah. Keep doing your cross-training on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. And then Tuesday, of course, is your uh, strength day. So any questions? Um, not about that. I did um, – we got a question from a listener. Um, Rachel is her name. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, th I think that we should take a minute to talk about that really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So she sent in a message on Instagram. She said, hi, just followed your podcast. Kayla runs a half marathon. I'm super motivated. Was curious how you guys juggle two young children. So just to back up for a second, Kayla, you and your husband, you guys have two girls, right? And yes. my wife and I, we have a girl <clears throat> and a boy. And I don't know if she's referring to both of us or if she's just asking you, but I guess you and I can both answer this question because we have the same number of kids. Um, but she said, how do you juggle two young children while working out? I have a five month old and we're struggling to find a schedule for both of us to have time to work out, but still have quality family time together. Um, so I think that's a great question. So I guess let's start with you, Kayla. What, how do you want to answer that? Um, yeah, we, so things have been a little tricky for us because we, and they will continue to be so because my husband's schedule is so demanding. Um, so like, as you know, he did just graduate. So right now he has time off, but he starts his residency here in just a couple of weeks or one week next week <laughs> he starts. Um, and we don't know how his schedule is going to be. So for us, um, a lot of the time I 
like we've talked about, I do things after the kids go to sleep, um, especially if I'm going to the gym because I have a 24 hour gym and I just cannot wake up early enough for like to go before he has to go to work because he has to go so early. Um, my plan going forward is um, I, although I do have our gym membership right now, um, I kind of want to get when we get to Connecticut, a membership at the YMCA um, because they have childcare in the gym and my gym doesn't. Um, in Iowa, when we were in medical school, I did have a membership at the YMCA. And so during the day, I would take my kids there and drop them off at the childcare and just that was before I was running. So I was mostly just lifting and things. Um, and it was great because then my husband would get up and run early before he left for school and I would be able to work out during the day, just whenever it worked out with like the kids nap schedules and things. Um, so I'm hoping that's kind of what we'll do going forward. That's a, that's a great idea. So finding a gym with childcare. And then what about for long runs? Uh, I know this week you had your husband come and you probably only could do that because you're staying with the in-laws, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, super grateful that we can do that right now. I, I'm not sure how that'll work as we go forward. Um, because once we are in Connecticut, we won't be around family. Um, and we don't know what his weekends will be like yet. There's a very high chance he will have to work some weekends or be on call. Um, so as we go forward, I'm hoping the days that he's not working, obviously, like I'll just run in the morning when he's at home on Saturdays. Um, but I'm, yeah, if I don't have the membership at the Y and can't utilize that, um, I do have some friends out there. I might have to do like a little babysitting trade-off so I can run if he has to work on the weekends. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, having a babysitter come and doing a trade-off. <laughs> I like that. I, to answer this question, just want to add, because I think I would answer the question the same way, but I want to add that having a supportive spouse is probably the single most important part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like your husband is super uh, uh, supportive and I can speak for my wife. I mean, she's been on, you know, we do this podcast together. She has been very supportive. And I think if you struggle with having a supportive spouse, explaining to them your why. And so in my case, you know, I started running in honor of my mother and that was kind of my initial why. And as time has gone on, my why has been, I'm a better person. I'm a happier person. I'm a better father, a better husband when I run. Therefore, I need to do this for myself. I need, this is my hobby, you know. I'm not going out golfing. I'm not going out, you know, on the lake with my buddies. But I do need, I do like to run and I like to ride my bike. And I, these, this is my thing and this is what I want to do. So, you know, please support me in, in this. And, and it's been great for our family. And, and so she makes it work. So I think as long as you have a supportive spouse, and you can get up early in the morning, uh, you'll make it work. So, yeah. Um, and adding on, I think, well, I think we talked about this when, because we talked about schedules a couple weeks ago. Um, but you can make exercise a family thing. Um, back in Iowa, we would go on a lot of family bike rides together with the kids, like in the trailer. Um, 
one of my last runs, which ended up being really hard because it was in the middle of the day. (laughs) But if it was good weather, um, where like I took the kids to the park, my husband ran to the park and then um, I ran home. So we were still spending time together. But yeah, definitely agree with what you said about the supportive spouse because Garrett has been, he's like really excited for me and incredibly supportive. And there are times where I'm like, um, where I have said, hey, can I go do this? Even though like it is, you know, like we had just eaten dinner. I don't know. Not actually, I don't run after I eat dinner, but you know what I mean? And he's totally supported me in that because he knows this is important to me. And um, yeah. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful. Even if it means he's got to, you know, bathe the kids and put them down or do the dishes, Yes, you know, like do more than maybe he would normally do that night. Um, But he's willing to because he wants you to to pursue your goal. Right. And so, yes. yeah, I, I would hope that everyone listening has a supportive partner. Um, uh, but Hey, there's, um, single parents out there too that are listening. And so then what do they do? And I think having a community, having friends that might be willing to step up and help you babysit, or like you said, going to the Y or a place where you can, um, you can go and, and get some help with daycare. So, well, this is great. I, I, I like the question. Anyone else out there who has questions, please feel free to reach out on uh, Instagram at Crummy Marathoners, or you can reach out directly to Kayla at Kayla Roten. Uh, we'll put her handle in the description. Again, we said this uh, last week, and we'll keep saying it. Go ahead and give the podcast a follow and a five-star review. It's always helpful. And thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you. All right. We'll see you, Kayla. Bye, Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.